going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Break. Listen, if if you guys ever knew what went into our pre-recorded meetings, you guys would look at us all totally different. But we are back this week. The whole team's here. We got we got the first lady of The Breaks Radio, Mary Almonte's in the building. What's going on, man? Don't start your shit, Hayes. <laughs> it's Mary. Hi, guys. <laughs> We also got the great one, Baylor. What's up, bro? It, it, that'd be Marquise. That don't be me. That'd be Marquise. Somebody gotta go down. I mean, listen, Marquise came in. Marquise came yo, in here. I'm about to drop. So humble when he first started coming on the Breaks Radio, and then by like his third appearance, he's like, "Fuck all that. I don't give a damn about nothing y'all talking about." But we got the hip hop historian Marquise also in the building. What's going on, bro? Colors, 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 colors. Colors. You a lot of blue going on, huh? <laughs> a lot of blue going on, huh? You said what? You are a nightmare walking. <laughs> he, he's been fraternizing wait, with, the, with the real colonizers for the last week. Hey, about we got the band back together like we haven't been back last week. I was exhausted as fuck, but I was still here. What you talking you about? You were barely here last week, though, bro. That was the spirit of Marquis. Let's move on. Yeah. Right. I like Cordero. I'm, I'm going to do a whole episode. I'm going to keep switching personalities on your ass next week. Just watch. Uh... Welcome to the Breaks Radio. First topic for this week's episode. Uh, so Spotify did their normal rap caviar playlist. And um, this was about producers. And it, started, it kicked off the conversation of who was the best producer in the 2010s. Um, you know, Mary, I always come to you first on the first topic. Who do you have as the best producer in the 2010s? Uh, time period. All right. So can we quickly for the people at home and for me, I ain't going front because I need my memory jogged. Who are we? Who are our contenders? Oh, so I, off the top who of my head, 2000, 2010s would be Kanye was heavily producing in 2010. Oh. Still for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, Wonder, Boy Wonder. So he started popping off. Zaytoven. Okay. Um, Mike uh, Will made it definitely in the 2000s. Mike, Mike Will made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Mustard. So okay. Mm-hmm. What about Metro London? Boomin? Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin. Yeah. Yeah. What about London? We got London on track, but that was like later. That wasn't like 2000, well, early 2010. Still 2010s. Yeah, but it was towards. But it was the, like yeah. it was in 2015, 16, right? I mean, and he wasn't as big as Boy Wanda and Metro Boomin. Yeah. I okay. So if Metro the don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. Right, and I do feel like he th- the hits that he produced definitely did shape culture, probably more so than a lot of the other names. I don't even want to put Kanye in the category, to be honest with you. So Why? let's take him out. Why? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't. So okay, here's the deal, and this is debatable, right? I'm willing to to listen to other opinions here, but I feel like to me Kanye would be more like a. 2000s because that was like when he debuted and when he did most of his work like how how long can you be of a, a decade or of an era is he there did a lot in 2000 from 2010 to 2020 he did a lot for his album he did a lot for jay i didn't know but is it fair and, uh, for him out. to compete with the in the 2010s when he also was heavy in the 2000s yeah, but mean, he was still if, one if of the he, top if he recording artists the, yeah if he produced the music that it, it doesn't matter where he started if he still had the hits in the 2010s, you can't, to me, you can't just knock him out just because he, he started in a different era because he still, if anything, the fact that he was still dominating okay. in that area, it, it, he yeah. deserves to be, to okay. be missing. Runaway, power, he, monster. He did, he did yeah. Daytona. He did Daytona. And he also did, uh, he did Runaway, monster. Something about he did the this feels unfair. Summer. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I really, I actually like Kanye more as a producer than as an artist. So, but I feel like mm. like comparing him and Metro is like not on the same scale to me. So then, if we're talking about this Mount Rushmore, then what are we talking about? Of producers? Yeah. Are, just, are you talking I mean, about? Here, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying between... that. And that from 2010, because if we look at um, you know 90 from 90 to 2000, we can say Premier, RZA, Dr. Dre, and it's like clear, right? So mm. you you can kind of pull this out. There could be a clear top four producers. From 2010, and I can't say Kanye isn't. I get what you're saying. I think anybody who produced anything that Drake did in Post Malone, for that fact, mm-hmm. um, but it also took that artist and that sound. If they stuck to that one artist, that kind of eliminates them. 
if that person diversified their bonds like Wu-Tang Financial, um, I would trust, I would say this person, I would put that person above them because you'd have to rely on that one artist. Like, All right, so can I, I'm going to say okay. that I would vote that we make this a bracket category mm. and I'm going to risk my, I, I can't vote for just one. <laughs> no, no, it's not uh, four. Uh, uh, oh, we're talking about four? Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. Oh, I still have 2010. I got two. I got Metro and uh, Mustard up there. To me, to me I, and I'm not against doing it as a bracket at all, but just off the top of my head, and this is without going back to, like, listen and compare, like, to me, I just remember Mike Will Made It being such a, a huge on everything in the 2010. Yeah. So that's kind of the, when I when I, I wrote this topic down where my mind first went to is just Mike Will Made It. And not to take away from Kanye, not to even take away from DJ Mustard, but it just helped. Mike Will Made It did, it felt like he did everything for like a couple of years stretches in there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it would be an interesting thing to flesh out a little bit, a little bit deeper and get into specifics and do, do a bracket off of it. Go ahead, Marky. Would Khaled included in this? Okay, this is the yeah. thing. So Khaled used to produce. And then even if you look at his most recent album, he doesn't even, what does Khaled do? Cause he doesn't produce anymore. Not anymore, he's but a, then he did. He's a super okay. friend. That's what he is, he's a super friend. But so there you go, oh, He's a curator. I think Khaled really is a curator. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. He, he, he so just the, gets um, people together. Yeah. The hit, the hit squad that does um Rick Rick um, Ross production. Who's that? Yeah. Because that's, that's fair. Meant, um, Maybach, um, the whole Maybach team. Mm-hmm. Um, Meek Mill and the rest of them, they killed 2010 to 2020 with Wale and the rest of them. They were banging too. So it's I can't take away from that. Just because they didn't make the charts. Like if you had a Drake, you're always going to make the chart. That isn't anybody who's doing Nicki Minaj's and Lil Wayne shit, you're going to make the charts. If you're doing Post Malone shit, you're going to make the charts. You have one artist. But if you have a bunch of artists that you get to work on, that's different. So who, who was, Who's behind Travis Scott Project? I feel like I know Ka- so Kanye was on a couple of those, too. Cocaine. All right. So now we're going to have to let the audience decide. Yeah. Vote in the poll below. <laughs> <laughs> when we post. Yeah, when we post. <laughs> so, yeah. But, Go I got a I got a question though because I, I when I read this it also talked about the hip hop Mount Rushmore it was um Drake Nicki Kendrick and I forgot who the fourth one was right uh, the Mount Rushmore of 2010 as far as hip artists are concerned artists, it was yeah. Drake Nicki Kendrick and J Cole I'll be surprised if J Cole J Cole see and I couldn't I couldn't put him over M I couldn't even put him over Wayne. In the 2010s? In the 2020s. Yeah, Wayne didn't really know. Wayne, was, nope. Wayne wasn't nothing in the 2010s, for real, bro. From 2010 to 2020, and you, and, that's and, I just, and I just looked nothing. it up. So you, you asked who produced for Travis Scott. Just, just going over his, like, just skimming through his two albums. There's a lot of Boy Wonder, a lot of Hit Boy, and a lot of Sony Digital on, on Travis Scott production. Okay. Uh, but I didn't get nothing. The last, the last decent verse I got from Wayne was on the X album. No. Well, you're saying in the 2010s. I didn't think that gonna, was decent. Gonna, let's see what what out running albums dropped in the 2010s. Let's just take a look. You talking about now? You, you switch. You're talking about Rush, uh, Mount Rushmore of hip hop artists in the 2010s. Right. So yeah. in the 2010s, but Wayne he was dropped, perceived. Wayne dropped. He was, he was rebirth. I am not a human being. The Carter Four, Free Weezy, and the Carter Five. None of those motherfuckers hit. Okay. And he was on M's. He was on M's album, and M was on um, No Love. There was No Love and the yeah. other one, right? Yeah, but you can't put him on the Mount Rushmore on one then? track in the twenty. That's what I say. Wayne really no, was okay. so in okay. and out of it on the twenty ten. Okay, okay, but I wouldn't put in, I wouldn't put anyone else above M then, because M was also from twenty ten on. He was still heavy. I, I would put him over J Cole. And see, but that's the thing. What what? And I guess it goes back to what you judge your criteria off Mount Rushmore for. Because if you're talking about lyricism, okay, I give that to you. But M's music wasn't like didn't have the 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 mainstream appeal of a J Cole in the 2010s. Look that up. I need you look that up. I'm sorry. You got to look that one up for me, bro. We're gonna always have M is always going to be up there if we put it. If you it, can put if M in any rap conversation up there because of his lyric. Yeah, but you got like yeah, not that, as far that, as far as bangers. Go ahead. M didn't have the impact in the I'm, 2010s outside of the people who were already fans of his and true hip hop heads cole had a cole had impact in the 2010s like let's look at M, m's discography in 2010 recovery the marshall mathers mathers lp2 revival and, and kamikaze respectfully respectfully they were all bigger than everything j cole dropped 
No, they were not, bro. You, yo, you not come on. Afraid. Bro, right, it was not right, selling right, like that in 2010. Love the way you lie. No, okay, but, bro, you're, serious? you're talking about Learned singles. We're talking purpose. about albums. It's more than just singles. They, so more they, albums. But, but, that's, but, that's, but, that's, but, it's, but it doesn't matter the number no, of albums. M.M. can sell the, more The albums. features alone that J. Cole no, had in just 2018 okay, were bigger okay. than any song M. had okay, in wait, 2018. Wait, 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 wait. Which albums are we talking about? Because I give him two. I give J. Cole two albums. What do you mean you give him two albums? What do you, what do you mean you give, give him two albums? albums. Forest Hill, 2010 to 2020. I give him two albums. What's the two albums? Forest Hill. And what was the Bro, one? And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. J. Cole didn't even debut until the 2010s. Oh, as a matter of fact, J. You Cole. Can... Yeah, so no. Yeah, fuck that. Before that, no. He had a couple of bangers. No, hell no. Bro. You can't put him tripping. above M. Are you crazy? As far as impact, yeah, bro. You see, and this album, is, you have to separate your fandom damaged. of Eminem. You have to separate your fandom of Eminem because I'm with I'm with you there too, bro. Nobody, nobody, nobody was checking for M like they were checking for J Cole in the 2010s. Nobody. Eminem was sleep. He was sleep. Eminem wasn't even happy yeah, with most of his projects he dropped in the 2010s. This. We're gonna have to reference this because we're gonna put banger for banger and we'll see. Let's table it. Because again, I know there's two albums in J Cole's and the rest of them. I swear to God, I, it should have came with some chamomile tea because I fell asleep on that shit. But the thing is. Is the way that you feel about that nobody can take that away. But that is how the majority of fans felt about Eminem's albums in the 2010s. Yes, he had the hits. Yes, he no, had some singles. Eminem knew he had some garbage albums. No, he has, but he has some bangers, though. J. Cole just had some sleepy time. I want to hear these bangers. Bro, <laughs> Make me a playlist. Are you serious? You are tripping. I'm dead serious. Okay. Send me that playlist. Deal. I would, I would go on record to now. say that I, I, I doubt I doubt any Eminem single in the 2010s did as big as Middle Child. I'm not afraid. Bro. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. It was not a huge okay. hit, bro. Okay. It's a great that song. Moved, that moved nothing for me. Okay. I didn't really like Love it. Love the way you lie. Friends with the monster. Friends with the monster. And that and that's okay. because of who sure. he was featured on that with. You said none of his singles did bigger than I still don't think Middle they Child. did. I still don't think that. And Cricket Cricket Smile. You can put Cricket Smile up there with any of those. Okay. We're gonna reference this one. All right. I'm writing it down so I can make sure that I share this information. Leave it. Clipper. <laughs> Next up, something that we, we, we always talk about, like hip-hop and taking care of our veterans. So Snoop Dogg and Russell uh, Simmons have announced a mastermind of hip-hop uh, NFT collection, and it's built around helping the pioneers of hip-hop. Marquis, I got to come to you first on the topic of this, because you talk very often about, you are the historian of hip, the hip-hop historian on this podcast. What did you think of, of seeing this on the topic list in this news? <clears throat> well, I got to be honest with you. I truly appreciate this. I think after we saw what Diddy and Black Rob, like we, we still don't know what happened after that. Like we kind of, mm -hmm. everybody just forgot. Like Black Rob passed and we were supposed to wait for something, nothing. Diddy announced I think the it's album. important that, happened. yeah, oh, but guess what we got another, I think it's important that we announce, or we, we pay homage to the, not just the fallen rappers, but like you said, a retirement or any rapper that has paved the way for artists like Kendrick, Cole, or whoever. And these NFTs are important because we know that a lot of people are buying up the culture of hip-hop. We know Nas has the hip-hop museum coming, and this is the 50th anniversary. <clears throat> so it's important that these artists are actually taken care of, and if the proceeds do actually go to them, again, that's, that's, that's an investment. That's legacy right there. So I think it's, I think it's important what they're doing, and I hope that um, people pay attention and actually kind of overbid for it because of the cause. I actually, I'm, I'm going to bid on it myself because of the cause. I feel that. I feel that, Baylor. Oh, shit. Marquis said the whole thing. <laughs> he said, I don't know what else to say after that. <clears throat> the, so, I will, <clears throat> let me say something real quick, though. <clears throat> I am glad that NFTs have picked back up. I think it lost its allure for a minute because people were abusing what NFTs were and taking the artistic value out of it and making it more of a propaganda. They're basically capitalizing on something you could say is unique. When Elon Musk made his first song and said, I'm going to make it an NFT, like, come on, you're diluting what NFT, the, the purpose of it. You're diluting the art. If an artist, an unknown artist creates one piece and he makes it an NFT and he sells it for $100,000, he doesn't have the resources to have a gala and you're actually giving this young person, woman, man, or whatever, an opportunity to be an artist and explore and expand on their vision that's what it's about. But when you take these billionaires who basically say Dogecoin and bash Bitcoin just to crash the stock market and then drop an NFT, like, come on, bro, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, but the value of the NFT is coming back. People are appreciating. 
And I got to give a lot of credit to Tom Brady. His NFT did really well. The most recent one sold really well. And if they keep marketing it this way, there'll be more of an appreciation. And unfortunately, that's what had to happen. So these legacy artists, the NFTs, with their production or their creation of the original art or whatever it is, and it's the proceeds would go, a portion, major portion would go to them. Because we don't know their situation. We don't know what they're going through. Especially, we always look at artists as, they're rich. They got money. We don't know what the fuck they go through. We don't know how much right. their entourage costs. You know, their grandma costs, their mom costs, their mom's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some, some, some things that you have to take care of when you are of the people. And when you come from legacy like that. So, yeah, I hope our people are getting taken care of. And I, I appreciate it. The initiative. I wonder if uh, Noriega would want to be a part of that. You know how he talks about, you know, he always talks about having a union and taking care of the artists and things like that. So I wonder if he would be a part of that. Yeah. Hmm. Him, Irv Gotti, who's, who talked about it one time, trying to get benefits set up for rappers and stuff like that. Mary, what about you? So first of all, I didn't even know what NFT was until Marquis told me a few months ago. So there's that. But I do think so on top of being our hip hop historian, Marquis is also our like investing slash tech dude, too. But um, I mean, listen, I always love to see it when, you know, the industry capitalizes on um, something that's trending and making money for people outside of the industry, for lack of a better term. Wink, wink, if you catch my drift. So, yeah, I'm here for it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think everything is any I'm never going to be against anything that's actually helping the forefathers of hip hop. And that's that's basically what this comes down to is setting up something to where you can you can you can pay the grandfathers of hip hop and they can still make um, make money and, and be secure. And hopefully, you know, whatever they need going forward, whether it be health money for health or whatever else. Um, and it's just good to see that it comes from two people who are looked at as, as being forefathers in hip hop as well. from Russell mm-hmm. and Snoop Dogg. Um, so it's, it's, it's great to see that they're creating something for the culture, for everything else and, you know, more power to them for doing it and and hats off to them for coming up with the idea and not only coming up with it, but executing the idea. Go ahead, Marquis. So I went to, while I was in London, there's this store called N, N Clothing, right? Mm -hmm. And N Clothing, they have these drops. So specific Yeezys or specific, um, Air Force Ones or Dunks or whatever, right? Limited edition. You can um, you can be a part of the, the bid to get one, right? So at the store, you have Supreme. You have all these different brands. And I did notice that there weren't any black people there except me. Mm. Go figure. Two floors, right? So appropriate the culture. Let's be real. If you're wearing clothes designed by and for people and you're, the money that's being spent on it is a lot more than we're willing to pay for it. Instead of saying, I'm going to contribute to the culture, why don't you invest in something like this, where the culture actually originated from? So just in case you, you're watching the show and you want to know, instead of buying those limited edition Jordans that Travis Scott has from one of the forefathers, how about that? Yeah. Your money will be actually well spent. Delay. All right, next topic up. Uh, <laughs> Lupe Fiasco who set this this challenge for himself to create a 10-song album in 24 hours. That album is completed, and he is, he is comparing that album to Illmatic. You know I'll throw it, bro. Listen. What, you who you want to have that? this one first? No, the, the, the doggies was, like, out there. Yeah. Who you want to have this first? Baylor, go ahead. Uh, No. See, this this is the... And this is the thing, though. Like, I don't know, like... Because it, it sounds like he's just trying to grab our attention. That's why. You know what I mean? Like, if he just went ahead and just dropped it and then let us... Like, Illmatic is Illmatic because Nas let us hear it first. That's why. You know, now and then we deemed it to be uh, one of the greatest albums of all time. Don't come out and say this is about to be one of the greatest of all time and we ain't heard it yet because now you're held to a standard that most people don't reach. And again, it's not, and, and then it, it might not even be fair because... For people that don't listen to him as often or don't listen to him a lot is already going to judge him. So now you got to come out with some shit that's just going to make you be like, oh, well, he was kind of right. And I haven't, you know, don't do that. Because you just going to, first of all, I don't even think people are going to stay on it that long. They're going to listen to it to see if it is up to that par. And if it's not, they're going to give him a quick little 24 to 48 hour slander. And we're going to move on about our day. Fair enough. Fair enough. Marquis? You might want to go to me last on this one. Okay, go ahead, man. 
Uh, pretty much what Baylor said. I mean, I'm impressed that he was able to put a whole album together in such a short amount of time. And I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. But I don't think anyone should ever declare themselves the best, like the best, similar to the best, <laughs> akin to the best, etc. Like you let the people do that. So he didn't went wrong with that one. But I'm still going to check it out. <laughs> but now we're already looking at it under a critical lens. Right. So this yeah. is how he set himself up for failure with that. And that's the thing is that it, even if you felt that, that if you if you finished this album, you felt like it was on that level of Illmatic, just let the music speak for its fucking self. Nothing good yeah. ever comes out of an artist saying something like that before before the music actually comes out. Go ahead, Marky. So, okay. <clears throat> First off, Royce, where you at, bro? I'm just saying where you at, Royce. Okay. Two, the fact that you have to compare whatever you're about to do to another album, the bar is already set. You're going to be lower than that. What made Illmatic Illmatic? Um, it was the first super produced album ever in history. It didn't just live up to the underground hype of an artist from the, the barbecue and what we expected Nas to be when he was, you know, putting Berettas. Like, the shit he spit on mixtape was insane. And then we knew Illmatic was coming. And it came. And everyone held their breath. And it wasn't a sigh of relief. It was like, holy shit, God just spit venom on wax. And that was Illmatic. You're talking about possibly the greatest, not even hip-hop debut album of all time, but the greatest album debut of all time. Mm. Like, think about that. We're talking about an album that every reference, every everyone referenced this one album when you're talking about hip-hop. It always goes back to Illmatic. And he'll tell you, I'm never going to make another Illmatic. He says it now. I may still Matic, never going backwards. I'm always moving forward, but Illmatic is a break in reality, a time check in 94. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm waiting till you finish, but I got a question. Go ahead. Yeah, so he's the best storyteller, the charisma, intelligence, chess player, and he lived up to the expectations. Lupe, I'm a Lupe fan. Lyrically, Lupe is nasty as fuck. He's a great lyricist, but he doesn't have the charisma and his production choice. I don't I'm sorry. I don't expect Lupe to bring it. I honestly don't even expect this album to be as good as Pimp a Butterfly, if you can get that close. So you set yourself up for failure, bro. You know me. I'm not the hugest uh, Lupe fan as it is. Like, I appreciate him for the artist that he is, but I, there's like only one full Lupe album that I feel is like just great from start to finish. Um, but what I will say is that in doing an album with that quick of a turnaround, hopefully it was fueled by passion him coming off the beef with Royce or whatever. It, it I'm, I'm not saying I don't think the album's going to be good. I just don't think it's going to be great. I don't have expectations of greatness from Lupe Fiasco. I don't even think you can put nine songs together in hip-hop to make it that fluid. Like if you took nine songs, just nine songs, and combined them in one album with an intro, it still wouldn't be better than Illmatic. You get what I'm saying? Like, the fluidity, the way that album played from beginning to end was flawless. There were no missteps in the album you you couldn't do that you can't duplicate that so what he's looking to do and his production is not that great i'm sorry his nas production helped him everyone's beef with nas was his production after illmatic he had super producers on the album so that helped think, him out a lot Go i think ahead. we need to i think i think we need to talk about that because you said something earlier um and i i don't necessarily disagree with but i i think that there are some other competitors out there so i think we need to have this as a topic the greatest debut albums because i feel like get rich or die trying has an argument i feel like the chronic has an argument uh Dude, i feel like go ahead i 100 agree with you I, I i believe um reasonable doubt uh ready to die honestly overall but Sonically, musically, again, if you put this album and compare it to any other genre as a debut album, there's no other album like this. You know what I mean? Like, this told stories beyond stories. We understood it. Even white people understood it in some way. Sonically, like, it was, this was beyond anybody's comprehension. And I, I didn't even think Jay-Z said it. This is so ahead of our time, we're already dead. That's what he said. Jay-Z said that. Even though Jay-Z is not his biggest fan. We get that. But still... Right. At the I, end mean, of the day. I, I also think timing has a lot to do with it, right? Ooh, like, so you. it was ahead of its time, you know what I mean, then. And I think that hip hop has evolved and morphed into something different now. And it would take something different to really have that effect. I mean, think about it. Like, 
hip hop was really still in its like infancy back when Nas dropped Illmatic. Like it shifted culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was, a, so, it was in the toddler stage. I think it was in the toddler stage. Toddler. Yeah. No, I, I think it was around teenager. No. I think it was teenager. No. I'd say late nineties is teenager. Run DMC, Grandmaster Flash, BC Boys. You don't think that was around teenager phase? Ninety four? No. No, I think that's, that's still, infancy. Well, still. here's the deal. Okay, and so recently, I actually, and I wasn't even gonna talk about this, but maybe I should have planned to. Um, the last week was the birthday of hip hop, right? Um, in 1973. So when you look at it that way, then yes, in '93 it would have been damn near a, a young adult, <laughs> but. In my mind, no, like, yes, although hip hop did start on August 11th, 1973 at Cool Hark's party, which was really his sister Cindy's party, but let's not get into that whole story. Um, But listen, black women must be acknowledged and celebrated and not glossed over. So I'm gonna just say that. But, um, you know, so that was technically the birth of hip hop, right? At 1520 Sedgwick. In the Bronx. Um, But then, like, I don't know. I feel like between 73 and even, like, say, 83, hip-hop wasn't really the predominant genre the way that it became in the later years. I think it was sparingly sprinkled. Disco was still popping heavy. All the other, you know, genres were still. So, I... I mean, listen, I would love to see, and who knows, maybe I may do one, right, myself, like a real time, or maybe we should do one, a real like timeline of hip hop and what really qualified it as such. But continue. What were you going to say? You're talking about Eric B. Rakim, NWA, um, Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, Boogie Down Production was before that. Roxanne Shante. Absolutely. So hip hop was established. Like so it was established. Wait, wait, wait. It was established in our culture. When we say hip hop, as far as the infancy, the way that I look at it is it becoming the predominant genre it is now. It would still like hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop was hip hop was still this thing. Hip hop was predominant genre in 2015. Come on, bro. Okay, but it's that's what I'm saying. It was still in its infancy when Illmatic dropped. It was still very much in in its infancy. Okay, so when this album came out and it was groundbreaking and in its infancy, this is the one album that went beyond the stratosphere. If this album came out now, do you don't you don't think it would be? celebrated no it would be celebrated because of all the albums that came out around that time that represents the time period or whatever i mean but, but i think, I think you're, what, you're saying, you're making- what you're saying contributes to the fact that it was still in the let the let, illmatic only went two times platinum if the album came out now yeah, with, what hip-hop, with what hip-hop it is now we're talking easily a diamond album easily right right you just said it's it okay. was groundbreaking because yeah. so it's something that we've never heard before is so that's that's kind of like still in the beginning stages nwa so fucked up on the lease that's the beginning stage we never heard that before two live crew we we've heard body count we've heard cop killer we've never heard another illmatic you get what i'm saying like what, we've what heard I, what iterations I, what I just of these songs highlight, that just highlights the artist himself but what i'm saying is to me and maybe I'm not saying it correctly, but this basically puts Illmatic in a place of its own. There's no duplicate. There's no other well, iteration nobody, no, of nobody, Illmatic. Nobody, I don't think anybody's arguing that Ill, Illmatic is is what what's the album that I want to look that I want to compare it to for what Bad did in its time. That's what Illmatic is for hip hop. There will never be another Illmatic. There will never be anything that you can compare. I don't give a damn what artist who's your favorite. Say out the wall. Okay. That's fair. That's bad. It's bad for me, but I, I get what you Yeah, mean. I got you. I, and I, Thriller. I, like, come on. Yeah, and Thriller. Another thriller. Like, but see, but you see, those are all from the same artist. What I'm saying is that, there, to your point, there can never be another compare. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. But I think the point that it, that that hip-hop was still in its infancy, all, all, everything that you just said proves that. Because if an album this good, uh, as Illmatic, came out right now, do you not know it would be on the charts for five years at the very minimum. But how many other albums can you say can do that? Rihanna, that's it. <laughs> but when you hear something sonically, like, you know, again, it's ugly until Rihanna touches it, but still, yeah, that's Rihanna. Okay, so back to Lupe Fiasco. No, I don't think you can do it. I'm, <laughs> I, well, I'm I looking forward to hearing it. But... Off of what, uh, I want to piggyback off of what Barry said. I think to, in his defense is unfair because there's not, there's not, there's not an Illmatic type of fan base for him. 
because hip hop is not the same anymore to where to where it w- we listen to the music and we cherish and worship the music differently back in the 90s than they do now because they put so much content out we're not able to sit on it that's why king disease 2 and 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 some of these other albums that come out that we deem classics was so refreshing because not just because of the artist but i want to say the 90s played the 90s played a huge part because of the fan base to me you know what I mean? Authentic fans. I don't. I don't think there's a lot of authentic fans there's left. Not, as far fans of music now are so fucking retarded that it like that this shit. Uh, Illmatic go, like to even Astro World. Let's let's say that's one of the biggest albums in in the last five years. We we could say right. I remember mm-hmm. when Astro World was. I can't remember what other album came out at this time. And I kept asking people on Twitter, "Well, what is special about Astro World?" All they could say, "It's it's just the vibe, man." Like you can't like. Marquis, to his point, Illmatic, he just described how it is sonically, what he did lyrically, what he did impact-wise. All motherfuckers now give a damn about is something that they can vibe to and turn their fucking brains off to. Because people people are retarded. Then how is King's Disease 2 still in the top? Because of Nas himself. Because of what (laughs) Nas means to hip-hop. didn't do this. His last album didn't, didn't do this well. Well, this is it's a better album. I mean, that's just, his, his last album won a Grammy, though. Yes, but this yeah, is no, a better album. Yeah, yeah but but it's a better but, album for us. It's a better album. Then, period. If you talk about the fact that of the impact that it's having and the fact that it's doing better, it's a better album. Period. For us, yeah. for the mainstream, everybody's enjoying this album. Certain so, shit, certain content like this that's created, and you don't get no, you get zero backlash. That says a lot. And and the, the social media is is ready to slander you before they give you a compliment. So is this almost Illmatic for this generation? I would no, because no, because Anaz is the older this artist. Generation either as yeah. an artist, so that's this like album, I, he, he has a dilemma. But he, he fit in this, this this generation for some reason. It if worked you, well. If you flip his career around, he has two classes back to back in his debut. I mean, it was written technically would have been considered a classic back then no i said if you flip it around so that those two and the last two yeah very interesting point so this probably could be the last album he ever dropped and that's it oh no because if he at this point if he gives he us another go, king he, disease he, he 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 has to go for the hat trick at this point you dropped two amazing albums back but we got to get a king's disease. i don't want it <laughs> you scared up you scared lightning doesn't usually strike in the same place twice so. i mean it that's already one. struck twice though that's the thing it's no already this struck is different twice. no king's disease I'll... 2 is significantly better than king's disease 1 hayes you said it perfectly the first album was for us this album was for him he went back and did something captured it a moment like that's it it's never going to be done again i don't i really don't want him to try I do want him to try him and Lauren Hill on an album together. That I do want to hear. It, it, bro, it's never going to happen. That album will take fi- another 15 years to come out. It's and I'll happen. wait for it. I will wait for that. I'm sorry. She'll Nas, be late for it too. Nas will be in a, in a wheelchair rapping. And he'll still be better than most of these motherfuckers. Yeah, he'll but... still be good. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's get off there. We got we've gotten so sidetracked today, but you know, that's what uh, Marquis warned us that he was going to be on on one today. He is proving that true. Uh so we got two well, we got a track to it talk about. It takes two to tango. Deep. Y'all are here arguing. Oh, that's with... that's me and Marquis. But the funny thing is, is that it's all in, it's all in for hip the love of hip hop. Like that's all it yeah. boils down to is we're two passionate motherfuckers about this shit. So, and that's an, I think that's the name of this episode for yeah, the love of for the love of hip hop. Um, Luke, myself, did you guys get a chance to listen to this track? No, I I know Luke. you didn't. You don't ever do your homework. So I was in London. <laughs> I was in London. Oh, chop. Cheerio. <laughs> I knew not what you speak of, bro. <laughs> the way Mary popped up with that finger, that shit is hilarious. I'm sorry. Woo. Baylor, did you do, did you at least do your homework and listen to myself from Luke? Baylor was with me. God damn it, Mary. You're corrupting the whole squad. God damn it, man. Like shit, motherfuckers ain't showing up for work. All right, the Cassidy Tory Lanez beat. <laughs> Motherfuckers ain't showing up for work. <laughs> I, I heard the Tory Lanez one. I, I, I did. I really didn't want to listen to the Cassidy one, so I didn't. But bro, yeah, both of Cassidy's track are fucking bananas, bro. I didn't know Cassidy. I didn't know Cassidy still had it in him. To be fucking honest with you. Well, when you're hungry. Bro, somebody needs to take that man's sandwich all the time then. Because that shit. This was like, this reminded me of seeing Cassidy on 106 in Park. Like, this shit was fucking bananas. Mm. We'll talk about it next week, though. We'll give you guys a chance. We'll mm. go through the whole beef. I'm sure Tori's gonna, 
Because Tori has nothing to do other than sitting in Lollipop Guild land and make diss tracks. So I'm sure we'll get like three or more between now and next week. So. Mm. All right, Raising Canaan. Did everybody see Raising Canaan? Did you guys at least do that? Everybody no, I was on that. You guys, I didn't see this week, actually. Everybody's fucking fired. I watched it. Yo, tell Cordero to come up here because uh, Hayes is a little. He really left. He's going through it. His dog is going through it. Tell Cordero. Welcome, everybody, to the Breaks Radio. I am your host, BTG, and I am joined with my uh, compliment. Uh, oh my god, it's Mario Monte. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> and my brother Hayes from uh Ohio. Boom, 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 we ran out of red wine, sir. <laughs> red wine connoisseur himself, Marky. <laughs> so, Cordero, what's up? <laughs> the motherfucking Cotton King nigga? is in the building. So, talking about raising Caden. <laughs> what up, nigga? <laughs> Baylor, what did you think about this episode? Um, Wait a minute, I gotta ask a question. Did someone uh, die yet? No. Somebody died in this episode? No. No. Everybody no. Man, listen. No, but his mom is talking about it though. Yeah, it's coming in a big way. Mom is talking. Oh, and then the cliffhanger, the cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, it was it was fucked up when um when he pulled out the knife and stabbed her boyfriend, Symphony. It was fucked up, wasn't it, Baylor? But he's alive. What? (laughs) You need to learn to pick up the fucking joke, bro. Trying to fuck with Mary. God damn it! You supposed to say yes. (laughs) Like Symphony was stabbed, but he didn't die. Symphony gets on my nerves though. Anyway. But but look, there was an interesting cliffhanger at the end that could shape the rest of the series though. I don't think it could. I think it, that's what, what they're it? doing. Yeah. Yeah. Tell. Tell me. Y'all wanna know? I do. Uh well, uh the detective uh used to date Kanan's mom and he's Kanan's dad. Impossible. Omar Epps is Kanan's, he's Kanan's dad. dad. I, well, I kind of knew that he used to date Kanan's mom, but I didn't see the da- that he was his dad coming. Yeah. Does Kanan yeah. know that? No. no. Okay. No. No. But he didn't. Omar Epps didn't even know until this episode. He literally found out at the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. 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 He didn't. He didn't know. Kanan didn't know what he was doing when he was being interrogated. Basically. Interesting. Which it, it, you know, and it plays into the plot because you know he's sick, and they've asked if he had any living relatives, and he's like, "I'm not going to ask them if they're a match for me." So we we know where the shit's going, mm. but I still need to see motherfuckers toilet. die. Nobody got shot. Every episode that somebody doesn't get shot on, like somebody needs to get shot. But you know who about to die next? Though, oh right? yeah, we know who's yeah yeah. Who? Tell me. Cat, One of the uncles. The cat, nah, the cat that traded side. Yeah, you gotta watch the episode. It all makes sense. So the the dude all that right. was that when was. When we in... get off, I'm gonna watch it. All right, cool, <laughs> cool. So uh, Eminem will be playing the infamous white boy Rick in uh, 50 Cent's BMF series. Now, it is said to be an extremely small role because Eminem is a terrible fucking actor. The fucking worst. Every time. Like, he wasn't good on a watch? No, fuck, on a come on now, bro. He And the funny thing is, is the motherfucker couldn't even be himself. All he had to do was be himself at that time. That's it. And he couldn't even do that shit. I liked 8 Mile, so. Oh, well, he, said, he said the wash, not 8 Mile. I liked 8 Mile. He said we were talking about the wash. The Wash was a stupid movie, so we're not going to talk about that. But I thought Eminem did a good job of 8 Mile, and I think he's going to be playing himself in White Boy Rick, too. So White Boy Rick was a great movie, by the way, which I feel like Marquis still ain't watch. But how do you fuck up your own life? Which he didn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, of course he's going to be a great actor in his own movie. Everything else kind of sucks. So... Not kind of. I don't think he's There's a, no kind of. He's not a snitch. Well, but, yeah, but I feel like White Boy, boy Rick, Rick is very much adjacent to his own story, too. It was like a white boy from Detroit who kind of infiltrated the hood and became a drug kingpin and then a rat. That's not him. Went to That's jail. not him at all. But I, but I like the white boy that played white His swag boy. was definitely him. His swag was definitely... I could see Eminem pulling that off. They should have just brought the kid who played White Boy Rick. I was going to say that. And he, yeah. but he wasn't even a real actor. They like plucked him from a high school. But he was amazing. He was good. He yes. Was good. Yes. But I think M will pull it off. Although I guess he's gonna play the older 
version. <laughs> he's gonna he play the white boy yeah. out of jail. He can do the soundtrack. Detroit, you gotta ask Detroit what they think about that. Detroit, what y'all think about that? They might have a good squad this year. Which sport are you talking about? Oh god. Football. Well their rookie, um the you know, the Pistons. For the love of hip hop. <laughs> uh, basketball exactly. and hip hop. Moving right along. Last time right today, in together. Last topic for today. Um, if, this this was spurned from a conversation, uh, another argument for me and Marquis in in the in the chat. But uh, great artists who would be terrible at a versus. Now we already we started this conversation off with Eminem, so just for that, we're gonna leave Eminem off of this. But he would do absolutely terrible in a versus. But wh- who's some great artists that you guys think would be terrible in a versus battle? Mary, I'll come to you first. It's been a minute since you talked first on the topic. Go ahead. I would have liked to have continued the trend of not talking first. (laughs) Since we're here, first of all, I want to say I don't think Eminem would do terrible in a versus at all. So I don't know what you're basing that on. But we will take him out. And I don't know. Who would be terrible that's great? I have a list. Go ahead. So go to Marquis first. No, don't go to me yet. I got to hear because I don't want to corrupt anything. To be honest with you, I feel like there have been a lot of surprises with Versus. Like, not to go back to even the last one, but I didn't think Dipset was going to do as terribly as they did. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into having a successful Versus, right? Like, there's, like, stage presence. There's, like, strategic planning. You have to do all that, too. I mean, we all knew that it was over when Cam didn't come out wearing pink fur. Like, it was like, oh... This is this is not Killer Cam here. This is Cameron. Cameron. I'm going to go with Lil Wayne, though. Nah, I think he'd be funny. I would love to see Lil Wayne on the You know what? I would agree with that until, like, I don't know how often you listen to Lil Wayne's podcast. He has, he's actually has some personality. It depends on how high he is. I'm not a fan of Wayne's music. So how about that? We'll start there. But I could see him being entertaining in a versus. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, if, you, even if, you look, if you look at his appearance on like the mass singer or whatever, like I, I, I think Wayne, I think Wayne may do OK in a versus. To be yeah, honest. I do. Too. All right. So so sub Lil Wayne out. What about Lil Zane? All right. I'm done. Does he have enough songs to do? Never mind. All right. So let's bangers. think about how about let's start with like new age artists. They'd have enough songs to be on a versus, though. Yeah, most of them don't. None of them do. 20? The Dream. I mean, not The Dream. Uh, the Dream would be dope, actually. No, The Dream would be dope. No, I mean, I mean to say The Weeknd. Oh. The Weeknd probably could pull it off. He could pull it off. I mean, The Dream versus The Weeknd would be interesting. <laughs> Keep going. I got Common. Who? You know what? Common. No, we can't disrespect. It, it depends on who Common's up against, though. Because I think if it's more of a versus... If it's more like the Erica, it would be more like the Erica Badu Jill Scott versus where it's just which was a beautiful yeah, where it's just a celebration of music and just the artistry and the conversation that it would be beautiful. But if we're talking about the raw raw, uh, doing like no, he wouldn't do good in that type of version. Well, so you gotta put him against like most versus, definitely uh, like that. Yeah, him, see I, him and most definitely be a great versus. Him most him, him and Talib Kweli. As long as he's on the goddamn birthday cake, birthday cake, I got a birthday cake for you. Oh my god, that was one of the most. Oh my God! I'm gonna make you a birthday cake. Did you ever see that shit? Fifty blocks, whatever, something blocks, twenty blocks, or whatever the fuck it was. He was in. Yeah, I know he's. Oh my. Okay, I'm sorry. But but he was a good actor as well. I felt. When when he was in a lot of things that he He was the same person in every movie. Um, wasn't he in the Carmen Hip Hopera with (laughs) with Beyonce? That he was make it worse. You're gonna make it worse. No, I'm not. And I was gonna say Talib Kweli would probably be another doozy. His podcast is entertaining, also though. So I don't think so. Wale, probably Fat Joe too. Uh, Fat Joe is hilarious. Not if he's drunk. I don't know. I feel like I would pay just to watch him talk. (laughs) Like he's hysterical. Lloyd Banks and Lupe Fiasco. Oh my god, that would be a snore. Call that a sleep fest. That is. I would would get the best sleep of my fucking lifetime if that happened. You know what? Honestly, in this, this, because I'm not the biggest, I don't think Usher would do great in the verse. If he had Chris Brown, he would. You're wildin'. That would be amazing. Chris Brown. And Chris Brown. They gonna try. They gonna try to. It'd be a stage. It'd be a whole. Oh yeah, against Chris. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I just, I saw Usher live in like the last five years, and when I tell you, and I also saw him earlier in his career, it's like night and fucking day at this point. Like, Uh, I saw Usher. 
four years ago with The Roots. The best show I've ever seen. Well, wow. almost any root show is the best. Like, uh, it was really Usher headlining, and it was amazing. We're not going to disrespect that man. It's not disrespect. I just don't think he'll be great at it. So, so telling someone you don't think they'll be great is not disrespect. Uh, no, everybody isn't meant to be great at everything. No, I, don't I think, think he'd be, be great. great. He, think about it. He has the catalog that he has. I mean, I was in like middle school when the first time I heard an Usher joint and it went to number one. So like, I don't know, bro. I think you're underestimating him. Mm-mm. I think him and Chris Brown would pull off of a great performance. I think a lot will be, he's a performer. He's a more I think of a Chris performer. Chris Brown's the only person that could even stand a chance against Usher, honestly. I might have to agree with that. Yeah. 20 bangers? Yeah. How could that not be entertaining, Hayes? You're, that saying, you're, you're, that, you're saying that specific. No, I said I said in that specific battle. Okay, I give you that one. But we're not talking just that specific battle. No, I don't. I don't think Usher does great if it's not against Chris Brown. And I think that's mainly because he knows he has to bring his A, a game against Chris Brown. Because you go on that stage uh, against Breezy, Breezy's gonna Challenge. eat that man alive if he's not on the stop game. Ooh, could Breezy go against Drake? Yes, yes, hands down. And interesting. Um, Kid Cudi. Breezy is way more talented than Drake. I'm sorry. Yes, no. I said. Tomorrow, we're talking about songs. Like if you're listening to a song and you're going back and forth on stage, I agree with you. He's much more talented. But for banger after banger after each other, I think that'd be an interesting. You got more watch. Drake got Drake got twenty. Drake no, got twenty. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, Drake has Drake more. Twenty. But... I'm not saying that Drake doesn't have twenty. No one has more Chris songs than this round. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chris Brown got way more songs. But not all of them are great. How do you guys but think Scarface is doing the in a versus battle? I don't know. No comment. He do just as well as Too Short. Who? Or Bushwick Battle. I'm sorry. Scarface. No. Scarface. You shut the fuck up. Battle. Yeah, I don't think he has enough, like, banger bangers. He just would sit there and just hold a cane or something. I'm just trying to look at artists to think. I know. Uh, Kid Cudi. I said great artists. Oh, shit. Shit. Master P? I'm sorry. I apologize. Royce, Royce the five nine, no, no, not Royce. Hey, listen, Royce the five oh, nine. Wait, and, and... Wait, Master, Master P, are we are we sleeping on Master P? I can't agree with the. Wait, wait, I'm I sorry. Think, I, I think I think Master P would be be silent. Yeah, me too. Because he has nothing, no songs to rap to. Of course, he'd be silent. He, no, I said solid. Solid. Oh, silent. <laughs> he would be silent. Master, Master P shifted culture too. Let's not play. No. Maybe you had to be he there. Did. That was like high school he for did. me. And but it wasn't him. It Miles wasn't Master P. Were no Limit Soldiers. So. It wasn't Master P. It was the rest of his No Limit Soldiers. Whatever it was, he oh, curated no. that and he headed it up. You're missing yeah, what that, I'm doesn't saying, make, so. that doesn't mean he'll do great at the verses, though. We're specific. Like, so, yeah, Mary, you, you're, you're getting caught up in the fact of the, mo- the moment. Like, nobody could take away from No Limit. But Master P as an artist on a verses, unless he's going to have somebody run out on every song with him. It's not gonna. It's Dang. not gonna Ooh. last. Who would who would verse him? No, 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 no oh, one. Because it wouldn't happen. Cause, no, because it Wait, won't be it... worth anybody's time. Him Wait, and... that's not coming up. Wait, no, I thought that was an actual battle coming up. I thought it was Young Money versus uh, no, no Limit. But there you go, No Limit versus that Cash Money. Not that is different. And Bird Money. Yeah, Birdman. Birdman and Master P. Well, completely I different arguments. Like Wayne would have to <laughs> run back and forth a few times with that, but. It might be a hit on him, though. Ooh, Currency got to run back and forth, too. Mm, true. Currency is a silent killer right there, though. Agreed. People forget DJ Currency on cash money. Yeah, DJ Khaled could not do a versus. Yo, I'm tired of hearing He does not do anything himself. That's someone who really would have to have he a whole... DJ a versus. That's, a, that's about it. Right. Well, who would we want to see in a DJ versus? Because I, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, the class, the class, Funk, Clue, like just the the classic. Blaze, DJ, Con- yeah, there's so many. Yeah, no, Kid Flex Capri would have to go against Kid Capri. Yo, Capri, Funk yeah. Flex, Happy Clue. I, I can listen to Funk Flex talk. I can't. Don't get kissed. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. We're done. I'm going the fuck home. This, this Davies. Stop. Huh? Davies. Davies. Dave Easton what? Okay. Yeah, I don't think he doesn't like, have twenty hits. Yeah. We said again, we said great artists. <clears throat> oh yeah. 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 Boy. Y'all are So yeah, go ahead. Continue on. Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I know who can go. Chance the rapper? Chance the rapper? Okay. The word great clearly does not mean the same thing to all people. We're gonna go ahead. <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> I had to, dude. I had to. Oh my god, I'm sorry. 
Carry on. Carry on. Oh, carry man. On. We're signing the fuck off. Mary, Mary, give me your social media. Let's get the hell up. Please take over, Cordero. Mary? Mm. Don't start your shit, Hayes. And finger. Anyway, you guys can catch me. <laughs> catch me outside. Right? At Miss Mary Amante on all social platforms. That's it for now. We'll talk about other things later. All right, Baylor. Give it to him. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, let me just look at me. What? You looking at me? <laughs> I'm about to tell you my son. Who's got the now? At Baylorism on Twitter. Uh, and that's it. Cause that's where I'm gonna be talking the most shit at. IG, no. No, you talking the most shit on Clubhouse. You know what I mean? You notifications I get. Baylor is in a room on in uh, Clubhouse talking about X Y Z. I'm like, God damn, Baylor's in the basement. Hey, you know what? Hey, yo, Marquis, you need to chill. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, (laughs) (laughs) hey, no. Sometimes, sometimes you'll catch my name in some rooms. That's because when I get a notification that drop, sometimes I accidentally press it, and then so I'll get I'll back out of it, but and I have my name in there for a couple of minutes. Mm. So I don't be in those rooms like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Marquee, Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm just excited for the Lakers. We're going to have a great year this year, even though I'm not from L.A. Um, I got some tea and crumpets all the way from uh, London. Um, I got to give a shout out to Cordero. Good job. Masterful. Disrupting shit so you can take over. Positive. I love it. Shout out to Young Ever Moms. We're making some shit happen. BTG for president. I'm voting. 2024 mm-hmm. It's about to happen. Mm-hmm. That's what the mm-hmm. fuck is up. And shout out to Lil Zane too. You can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. You can see the feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Breaks Radio at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. Make sure you guys subscribe to Mary's OnlyFans. And this week we out this bitch. <laughs> hey, Lil Zane, Zane wasn't the next Pog, no? Huh? Oh God. Oh shit. Was it Pog 2.0? This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.